0: Welcome to Rich in Relationship, and today I'm interviewing Greg and Julie Gorman. How are you, Greg and Julie?
1: We're doing fantastic. Yes, we
2: are, and it was such an honor to be with you this morning, man. Thanks for uh, thinking of us and bringing us on.
0: And I'm so honored to meet you and have you both on the show. Greg and Julie are vastly experienced relationship and marriage coaches, and they have a great relationship themselves, and I'm just thrilled to meet you. So the first question I ask everybody is, "How did you get into this business? How did your what's how did what how did your heart lead you into this work?"
2: <laughs> well, it,
1: lead out there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just lead out. You know, I, I don't think that we ever chose relationship as much as relationship chose us. And so we have been married now for over two decades, have three beautiful children and uh, have always known the importance of family. I grew up in a family where every abuse was present, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, and uh, brought a lot of baggage into our relationships. So I mm-hmm. think, Rich, we were actually doing marriage ministry and uh, helping couples long before maybe we even should have, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't know any better. You know, we were passionate about family, we were passionate about relationships, And passionate about helping others really discovered the healing that we found in in our relationship
2: I'd say the short answer is this our marriage started in shambles we loved each other passionately and we fought just as passionately Mm -hmm. and our marriage almost didn't make it rich and, uh, God revealed some things over, um, some of them were at some specific turning points in our lives. And a lot of it was, uh, in, in a process over all of us growing as individuals. And as we began to recognize those things that transformed our marriage, uh, we were recognizing some, some, some other couples that were doing really, really well in their marriage mm-hmm. were doing a lot of the same sort of things. So we were able to kind of tweeze out some of those significant things that make all the difference in, in successful thriving
0: marriages. I got you. Yeah. It seems like for many of us, our healing comes in embracing our brokenness and sharing it with others. I mean, Thank I come you. from, you know, my background's not that different than Julie's, just to be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. And wow. so, you know, my thing is working with couples that are in conflict to help them really focus on their children. Uh, because so often children are collateral damage in that, so you know I've got a slightly different angle on it, but coming from Love the it. same same kind of space, and it's this thing of taking what seems like a liability and turning it into an asset, or the example of you know God making good out of bad.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because I remember I was working in corporate America kind of minded my own business. Um, both Greg and I actually were married before as well yep. and went through a divorce because of a lot of just havoc. We Infidelity,
2: off. bottom line, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, when we came together, I, I never wanted divorce to ever be a part of my, of my legacy. And then all of a sudden, we were starting to have the same issues. And so guess it was probably a part of the equation? But anyways, we, we were working in corporate America. I was minding my own business and, and God began to rat-a-tat-tat at my heart, call me out to do the work of an evangelist. And I, I my excuse, Rich, was, but God, I'm divorced. How could I possibly be of any help to anybody? when? And so those disqualifiers came up and I'll never forget how the Holy Spirit just gave this one thought, this impression in my life that was very similar to what you just said, and that is that the things that I thought disqualified me would be the very platform from which I stood. It's it's the bridge of brokenness where we yep. get our healing that God then uses as a bridge for others to cross over from death to life. And mm-hmm. so God began to show us um, our paths of healing. And the thing that I thought disqualified me was the divorce. And now it's just ironic that we would stand from stages, uh, do relationship coaching and help others who are in that place of brokenness that feel they have nowhere left to turn. Mm -hmm. And then to say, you know, it's actually kind of simple and then give them the steps towards the healing that they so desire. Mm
0: -hmm. That's perfect. Perfect. And so I understand that you have a system or a, a set of guidelines that can help marriages thrive. Tell us more about that, please.
1: Well, we actually, um, You know, what we we found is when we were working in corporate America, there were a lot of universal principles that we were applying in our relationship. And so we have things like see the best, believe the best, Mm -hmm. speak the best. Mm -hmm. We also realized that, um, you know, we started looking at couples and it was like A plus B and it should equal C, but it didn't always equate to C. So they were doing all the right things, but they were, it still seemed like in shambles and still at this uh, frustrating point of not being able to move forward. And what we realized is so often it's um, every thought leader across time have disagreed on many things. Um, They take a stance on many different, and they hold varying opinions. But the one central thing that it doesn't matter if you're Baptist or Buddhist or anywhere in between, Mm -hmm. that they do believe, and that is that what we think about, we bring about. Whereas mm-hmm. we like to say we gravitate towards what we contemplate. And so we start looking at couples and we thought, you know, couples that are problem focused um, or they're looking at their issues so often get overwhelmed by those issues. Yeah, they just go
0: deeper and deeper into the issues. Yeah. The, the metaphor I it. use with couples that I work with is, you know, if you're driving a car, you look to the side of the road long enough, you end up driving into the side of the road.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: That's just exactly it. And Which so, I've done, by the way. <laughs> right. had, like, like sober. Sober, I've done it. <laughs>
2: totally, yeah. So I, I think that the power of our thoughts is incredibly, incredibly important. And I think that we discount it. You know, all the results in our life really are a product of what it is that we're thinking about. And so to your point, Rich, when we begin to focus on certain things, they grow in magnitude. If we uh, uh, turn on the TV Mm-hmm. right now we may start out we're in a good mood we're having a great day we're you know light-hearted and jovial and all that good stuff but if you pop on any one of the news channels uh and, and or start reading you know a lot of the articles and the press that's out there today well you'll get depressed in a hurry mm-hmm. you know it, it it undermines um where we were in the track that we were on and i think sometimes what julie and i have learned is that in our marriage what happens to us and a lot of couples is that we go through this romantic season in the, in the uh, dating process. And then we get married and a couple of things begin to change after we get married. Number one, the expectations. And that's one of the things that we talk about in this thrive series that you're Mm -hmm. talking about is expectations that cause confrontations because let's face it, uh, someone once said very wisely that marriage isn't so a successful marriage isn't so much of, um, uh, finding the right person, as it is being the right person. Yeah,
0: love is, right? love, love is a, an action verb. It's like exercise. It, you got to exercise it like a muscle.
2: That's exactly right. And so, and so as we as we exercise being the right person, again we grow as individuals in it, and it and it feeds the relationship and the kind of results that we want in our relationship when we take ownership. But after we've been together for a little while, the other thing that comes along is we become comfortable. Yeah, And with comfort, always, mark my words, comes its brother or its sister, depending on how you want to interpret it. And that is complacency. Comfort and complacency go hand in hand. There's no growth in the comfort zone, one of my mentors told me. And so for us, as we got comfortable with one another, what that meant is is we, we, instead of seeing the best, believing the best, speaking the best, like Julie talked about earlier, Uh, We started doing exactly the opposite. It's like, well, I wish you would do it this way. (laughs) Why don't you do it the way I want you to do it? You know, whatever it happens to be. And I think then we begin that process of kind of tearing one another down and thinking about the things that we don't want in our spouse or in our relationship versus the things that we do want in our spouse or in our relationship. Mm -hmm.
1: So the end result is really what we've devised as a system or a method steps whatever you want to put in there to help couples really fight for and be purpose focused instead of problem focused Mm -hmm. so instead of seeing all the areas where they disagree where they see all the areas where there's contention and friction we start from a whole different thing for example a lot of times couples will say we have absolutely nothing in common and we're like oh really well do you mind if we ask a couple questions and they're like sure you know, but they're rigid and they're all mad. And, and well, like, well, do you both want peace? And their head starts nodding up and down. Do you both want uh, unity? Do you want to leave a legacy? And we start building on common ground. And what we found is all of a sudden they're in agreement. So one of mm-hmm. the most powerful questions that we can ask a couple is what do you really want? Not what you've been programmed to say you should want, but what do you really want? And when they can both land on that, we find what they agree on. And then we work backwards to the steps of what their part is to live into the very thing that they agree that they both want.
0: Love it. You know, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm a trained mediator and one of the things I do is to help work with couples is marital mediation and it's very much the same process. I mean, we start with what's not working just to get it out there, but then we work on, all right, so, you know, what is it that you really want? What are the values? What are the principles? What, you know, what are the things that in your know, dream world that you want? And then we work from there. It's, it's very much the same model. I love that. I
1: yeah. love that. You know, so what you're thing. basically
0: doing is you're getting them to start to focus on, sorry, Greg, I just want to make sure I had this good. right. You're getting them to focus, instead of looking at the side of the road, they're starting to look at, all right, where is this marriage or this relationship going? Where, you know, and they get, as they get clearer on where they're going, then they can start working towards it together, it, sound, it sounds like.
2: That's
0: it. It is. Yeah, I had two, two quick points on that just to
2: pick up what you said. It works in everything. The only way to build is to build on common ground. You cannot build on dissimilar ground or by pointing out differences. We can never build anything. wish we could teach our politicians today this. Um, you know legitimately because we we we've, we've watched it as we've trained leadership in governments we've watched it as we've trained leadership and in, uh, in organizations doesn't matter whether it's a church whether it's a business and the same exact principles are what works inside the home in fact that's where we figured it all out was in business but as we were figuring it out in business we realized that as individuals we were bringing those same principles into mm-hmm. our home so build on the common ground now case uh, a, a, a quick Thing that's important to mention based on what you said there too like you said sometimes we need to be aware of what the problems are and we do need to to, to cite them in a way it's not that just that the problems don't exist but it is that we need to it's what we do with them once we realize them. problems are actually awesome because what they do is they, they 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 reveal to us what it is that we don't want mm-hmm. so that then we can ask the proper questions to work mm-hmm. all of that energy into more godlike thoughts into, okay, what is it that we do want then? And now, instead of focusing on the problem, which pulls our spirit down, we're focusing on what do we want, and we've literally transmuted all of that energy and all of our thoughts into forward-moving progress, which gets us moving in the direction that we wanna go for our marriage, our business, whatever it is, our faith.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm, working, on a, I'm working on a men's leadership workshop in my church right now, and... Uh, <laughs> and i say leadership because there's so many misconceptions about leadership i mean true real leaders uh, are in service to other people and yet you know, in a way that isn't self-demeaning it may be right. it it may be um like it may pull the, your ego down a couple of notches but it isn't demeaning and uh yeah but when I think about i 'm also listen I listen to a lot of stuff on business. I was an entrepreneur for thirty years and i i 'm listening to, I hear a lot of that in the in that sphere happening right now there 's a lot more talk about getting off of being the leader who, you know, this is what I say and this is how it goes and a lot more, uh, on, uh, you know, building, building a collaborative spirit by really understanding the needs of your employees and being in service to those needs. It's really interesting how that conversation is becoming part of the business world also. And I think it's because how we do one thing is how we do everything.
2: That's right, man. Man, you've been drinking from the same fountain we have. That's
0: Without a tough. doubt. <laughs> you know, I mean, who you, and let's face it, who you are at home is who you're going to be at your business.
1: Yeah. One of the things we always share, too, is who you are is how you do everything. So what I love about this, Rich, is that as we begin to build on that common ground, I'm no longer in opposition to how Greg looks at something because I'm looking at the end result of what we both say that we want. And I'm realizing, wow, I can't get there alone. I need to leverage his differences. And i start, instead of looking at his differences as an opposition, I look at him as a strength. Mm-hmm. And I begin to realize, and, and we saw this really in a very high level, um, every couple has a reoccurring, maybe conflict, a reoccurring difference of opinion where they clash. Mm-hmm. Ours was parenting, I'm the epitome of an encourager Greg is the epitome of excellence. And so in parenting, the way that played out, I was—I just wanted my kids to know they were loved. I wanted to know they could be anything and do anything possible. And sometimes that meant that I celebrated mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Greg is a person of excellence, and he loves our kids as equally as much as I do. But sometimes because of that play for excellence, it could play out that he would drag them up to the top of the mountain. They might be dead, right? By getting to the top of that excellence mountain. And so what we realized is we need to come together on this and quit opposing and me saying, you're going to exasperate our kids and him looking at me, woman, get them off your skirt tail. You're you're celebrating mediocrity to the desired outcome. We want our kids to be successful. We both want them to know who they are. We both want them for their faith to be their own. And so when we got into that place, I could start asking myself the difficult questions. What do I need to do in order to make sure that happens? He needed to look at what his part was. Mm -hmm. And now we parent in unity and sometimes I'll look at him and say, hey, let me be the bad guy Uh uh, as far as the excellence part. And why don't you go in and just encourage him and I'll come in with the iron hand a little bit. And so now we're getting the end results because we're not fighting with one another when we realized we both wanted the same thing
0: gotcha yeah and just you know for for the people who are listening to the podcast right i just want to share something and it's an acknowledgement of your relationship if that's all right so you know we do this on video and so we can see each other while we're talking podcast listeners can't but what's really awesome about your marriage and as you present and as you work in partnership here is i've been watching you both and how when one of you is speaking the other one really is looking at the other one and is a committed listener. And it's like, it's just the, and it goes back and forth. It's the coolest thing, you know? And I'm thinking, well, God, if I were doing that, what would I be thinking? You know, would I be really listening or would I be going through my laundry list or wondering, Oh, he needs to shave a little better or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like but I, I'm so impressed that, you know, the, that with the level of commitment that you demonstrate as a, as a team, it's, it's really cool.
2: Well, rich i appreciate that i really do and i think that what you touched on there again um is is one of the things that we talk about uh, particularly in the the thrive series and 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 really in that particular series the thrive series we've got a whole a whole longer process but but the thrive series is just a piece of it and what we do in this particular series is we just we just kind of walk people through the one oh ones, the basics you know mm-hmm. any great building must have a really solid foundation. If it does not, you can build a beautiful, wonderful mansion with all of the bells and whistles, but if that mansion, uh, <laughs>
0: mansion. If, You if, caught if, that if for the, me. Yeah, I I, thank
2: you. Uh, if the foundation is flawed, then it compromises the entire structure He's from angry. the bottom all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so listening skills, clearly is one of them. I think so often what we do is um, by nature is we listen, but we listen for how we're going to reply. So since you mentioned this, you know, it's taken a lot of training for me because I like to talk, you know, I want to tell you what I think. Uh, but but Julia has helped me uh, over the years to learn how to really listen and hear her out uh, uh, completely. And then you think about wise people that you know, The people that you admire Mm -hmm. for their wisdom, how do they respond? Really quickly, when you get done saying something,
0: no, they often they they usually they put they might even put their hand over their mouth. (laughs) It's exactly right. (laughs) Exactly, they're
2: pausing, they're thinking, they're processing what you're saying. And how do you feel when they do that?
0: Yeah, you feel like they care
2: about and that they listened to you, and I think that that is just one of the one o ones of marriage, if you will, that we all need to make sure that we're practicing uh, and really learning how to commit to habit. And you know, just on that, I would say that sometimes when we start something new a new skill that we're trying to learn, it's very mechanical. We have to remind ourselves not to hit the blinker too soon or to hit the brakes too soon or too late or to cut too short when Mm -hmm. we're learning how to drive. We have to focus on holding it between the lines when we first drive it. But Mm -hmm. now, after we've been at it for a while, we do it on a subconscious level. We don't even think about it, right? The same thing you can expect for your listeners and your viewers to be true as you begin to try to improve your relationship. Some of it's going to be mechanical for a little while. But then after a while, after practicing the mechanics and reminding yourself of the basics again and again, it moves into the subconscious level and it becomes now mm-hmm. a permanent way in the way that you operate. It. It's part of your operating system.
0: Yeah, I'd like, just love to add to that. It, it's learning a habit. And any, anytime we're learning a habit, we are literally retraining our unconscious mind. It's yes, not just yes. that it moves to the subconscious. It's, you know, think of your unconscious mind as a dog. You're, you're literally yep. teaching that old dog a new trick. And the longer you've had that yep. dog, the longer it may take to learn it. So be really, really patient. And on the yep. you know, on the brain science side, you're creating new neural pathways. That's and it, it takes time to do that. It's not like yep. we can just make a decision. Man, I'm really going to be a good listener today. Damn. And it happens. You know, yep. it it means literally rewiring some part of you that feels the need to jump in, jump in, jump in, which I have a lot of myself. So that was a great topic. How can people learn more about this amazing program that you've developed?
1: So the program, they can actually find it. It offers 10 videos um, and some talking points around it, some cheats or what I guess the young people call life hacks now. Uh, Like with listening, you know, being able to, when Greg's talking and if we're in opposition, I'll do something like, how could he possibly be right? And it causes me to stop so that I can get those new pathways uh, created. But mm-hmm. um, so we provide all of those talking points and they can go to purposefocusedmarriage.com. And uh, for your listeners, we actually created a, uh, a discount there for them. So if they go to purposefocusedmarriage.com, they can find out about that particular video series and uh, find out a little bit more about us.
0: <laughs> and we'll we'll put that in the notes for the for the podcast of course but uh, awesome. i would encourage people to go look it up right now don't 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 wait for the notes write it down get online go get that because this is obviously some great information
2: yeah we're offering that at such a great deal right now actually we we usually sell that for a little over twice um, but we're, we're, we've got a really good discount on it for your listeners, and uh, we're also including a copy of the book uh, that goes along with it. And uh, uh, if they go through that, they could do it in a, in, a, in a 10-week study if they wanted to do just one chapter or one video each week, or they could condense it and do it a lot quicker than that. But the idea is, is you know, what do you think might change if you took a few weeks and you had one really meaningful conversation about your marriage each week. What do you think Mm. might change if you just had one very intentional, very, very intentional, uh, a productive conversation each week about your marriage and growing your marriage? I'll tell you what'll happen. Your marriage will get better. That's a fact. Mm
0: -hmm. Gotta love that. I love that it's slow and deliberate because, you know, in relationships, they just, it's, they just don't go from, from a to z overnight you know it's, it's baby steps baby steps baby steps but i love that idea
2: we like to give people one thing to think about each week one thing to focus on for this week and if we can do one thing instead of 15 things you know then we can really begin to kind of acquire that skill and acquire that new mm-hmm. habit and get ourselves set on the on the on the right pathway to uh, success. And we've seen marriages literally, we've worked with marriages that have lived in separate homes for two years, been married for 25, last two years living in separate homes, and um, have seen their marriages redeemed. And I could go on and on about the testimonials of it, but I could just tell you that it is very, very effective.
0: God's it's good. Got to be tremendously fulfilling. It mm-hmm. is.
1: And hey, Rich, the other thing too for your listeners, if they want to find us, if they can find us pretty much anywhere on social media under the handle Married for a Purpose. Um, we offer a lot of free content. We know that we're in difficult times right now, so we don't want anybody to be excluded from the growth mm-hmm. and the life. And so if they uh, want to look up Married for a Purpose, they can find it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, y- you name yeah. it.
2: <clears throat> um, I wonder if we could give something away to your people. Would that be okay? Do We still have time for that?
0: Whatever, whatever works for you. So, so if you really give, Givers gain, go for it.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the reality of the world that we all live in right now, you know, and um, we've got a, a, a giveaway that we do um, right now that is 120 120 different conversation starters. Don't some, worry,
1: you don't have to do them all at once. We send them over six emails, <laughs> they get 20 conversation
2: starters each time of a different subject matter. Yeah, like
1: fun and flirty, or intimacy, or how to dream together, and conversation starters around that. So if they want to text the word married, M A R R I E D to this number 33777. So text 33777, text the word married, and they'll get those six date night ideas and 120 conversation starters.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that You're gift welcome. from our listeners. Really appreciate it. May I ask you one last question? You I'd bet. love it if you would. I, and I, I'm going to apologize that I didn't line you up with for this one from the beginning, but I'm, I think that y'all are going to just rock this because it's who you are. So what's what's the legacy that you both want to leave behind?
1: Mm, Wow.
2: You want to leave? You want me to? You go ahead. Okay. So here's the deal. We have an infinite strategy. Um, We want, uh, uh, we want to drive the divorce rate from 52% to, 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 is it 12? 52, 12. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. That is ambitious. I love that. But you know what? I'm telling you, we believe, we believe, we don't believe we, can do it but we believe that we can inspire a movement Mm -hmm. by the power of God that would cause people to reframe the way that they think about marriage from pre-marriage through obviously their 50th year anniversary and beyond and so really we're not thinking so much about
0: how this we have a hundred
1: year strategy that's exactly
0: Mm -hmm. right and let me just let me just back up your your pitch here your goal your I, I also believe vision. that the principle, the <laughs> principles we've been talking about, your vision, I've been a salesman too long. The yes. principles that you're talking about here are universal. Yes. And they will apply to any marriage. If you are don't have a higher power in your life, or if your higher power has a, uh, a different name than somebody else's, uh, yeah. or you just think it's, it, it's all big bang, these principles yes. work in marriages universally. And yep. uh, I can testify to that because I've been, you know, I've been a, a I'm sort of reawakened in a marriage with a non-believer, and so I've worked really hard at applying yeah. these principles to my our marriage, and it and it works. Yeah, um, yeah. These kinds of principles, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna check y'all out because I I haven't actually read your book, I haven't seen your system or your 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 backdrop for for building marriages on. I I, I want them to learn more about it. I'm very excited about what you're offering. Thanks, Thanks much, man. We're, we're excited for you.
2: <laughs> you
1: know, here's here's another encouraging word. A lot of times. I'll have wives approach me. And they're like, does this work even if my husband doesn't want it to work? Good point. And it absolutely, the only person that we can ever influence really is ourselves. We're we're the only ones that we can choose to, to make the right choices. But when you make the right choices, that does become reciprocal. And you can't help, but if you continue to do the right thing over and over and over again, you will see different results and better results. And so I want to encourage maybe that uh, either man or wife, who feels like their partner isn't partnering with them, you start the change. You get yeah, the change. I can
0: testify that in my own walk, as I've learned to be more respectful, I start receiving the same thing. And That's as I've it. learned to be more unconditionally loving, instead of doing something and saying, All right now, what are you going to do? But That's just doing it. it because I love, then I've seen more of that come back. You know, And that has nothing to do with anything except the way people operate. And if that's not hey. happening, then, then something's really needs to be looked at. But
2: Absolutely true, dude. I mean, you know, again, if, 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 if your subscribers subscribe to the idea of the seven laws of the universe, you know, then it, 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 it aligns with every single one of those laws, what you're talking about, you know? Um, if, if they are Christians and subscribe to what the Bible says, you know, you reap what you sow, mm-hmm. you know? God will not be mocked. Right, mm-hmm. so in time we will. Don't grow weary in doing good. In time you'll reap a harvest. You know, the worst thing that could happen to us working on ourselves and learning how to think differently and and surrender our spouse to uh, the Lord and things of that nature is is very simply that we get healthier within ourselves. Well, That's the worst I'm, case scenario,
0: I'm in for your vision. You let me know how I can help you in any way. I think we're we're probably at the end of our time together thank you so much for coming for sharing your your gifts to my listeners and for also your generous offer to at the reduced rate for your for your thriving your what's what's the title thrive, in, ma- thrive in
1: marriage thrive in
2: marriage, thrive
0: yeah. in marriage program thrive in marriage program thank you so
2: much <laughs> thank you man thank you so much for having us